Yo, yo, yo. Welcome to the first episode of Two Tones. Yo, yo. It's me, your boy, Tony Timberlake Third, Tony Timberlake Three on uh, Instagram, Twitter, all that good stuff. And I'm here with my brother. Introduce yourself, man. What's good? Y'all already know I'm in these streets. You know what I mean? It's your boy, Tony Lee. Now, let me tell you. Let me tell you. <laughs> What's good, everybody? It's Tony Lee. Um, some of y'all know me from Twitter. Some of y'all don't, apparently. Um, follow me on Twitter at Tony Lee, T-O-N-Y-L-E-E underscore, um, a.k.a. Pretty Tony, a.k.a. The Better Tony, a.k.a. Tony Don't Call No More. But we out here. And I'm um, welcome to Two Tones. First episode, let's get it. He's also, also a.k.a. Tony ain't got no job, but it's all good. Nah, it's all good. Yo, so, um, no, why don't you tell them a little bit about how this show started while we're doing this? Alright, um, it's a funny, uh, backstory to this. Um, I don't know if you all know, but there's a podcast out there called Clock Radio Speakers. Um, with Armand and Doc, and um, they review music, you know, the retrospects, and talk about hip-hop and different, you know, culture and stuff like that, and Tony's a fan, so am I, so one day I just got on Twitter and said, you know what, I'm going to make a show called God's Radio Speakers, and it's going to talk about God's music and God's redeeming, <laughs> you know what I mean, so, but I was being funny, actually, then Tony T came to me like, yo, we should actually do this, definitely not the name. But we should actually do this and actually make a podcast and touch your music and culture and everything else in between. So I'm like, yo, you know what? We should. So what started off as a joke, you know, came to reality. And here you have Two Tones Podcast with Tony T and Tony Lee. So we out here. Yo, so welcome. Uh, we're glad that you're tuning in and listening. And we hope that, uh, you know, you'll enjoy your time with us. So we're going to kick it off. Um, we both are fans of Battle Rap. And so, it's only right that we start off this episode with the brother, the Saga. Saga. Alright, so, Saga is uh, obviously a Christian rapper. Um, Introducing himself onto the battle scene and URL. Uh, (laughs) Tony got the smack beard, so, you know, it's all official. Um, So, yeah, we're going to talk about uh, his most recent battle versus Prep. And uh, get you kind of up to speed uh, and talk a little bit about his upcoming battle with uh, Shotgun Shug. All right, uh, Tom, so what's popping? What, what, what did you think? What do you think of Saga? What's your what's your perspective All on right, Saga? Right. How you feel about this? I think Saga's a dope um, battle rapper. But going into this battle, like, I thought he was going to lose. Because recently, before this battle, he faced T-Top. And mm-hmm. if anybody's seen his T-Top battle on BET... They knew why I felt this type of way. <laughs> T-Top washed my dude. T-Top got him. But all due respect to Saga, I think no matter who battled T-Top that day, it was bound to lose. You understand what I'm saying? So um, going into this battle, I'm like, eh, Saga might lose. I'm not much of a fan of prep either, but I'm like, I'm not really feeling Saga. But his first battle against a black mother, that was actually dope. He had a line, um, I don't care what he brews. Something like that. I don't care what he brews. If you don't call him God, he still get burnt in three. Like, something like that. It was crazy. So, yeah. I was hyped. But then, after the T-Top battle, I'm like, I don't know, man. I think Saga kind of lost angles to come at, you know, with different people with. So, I think people got used to this Christian God that ties you angles. So, I'm like, nah, you're going to lose this battle. But coming into this battle, starting off from the front, from the very beginning, Saga had him. Like, I got Saga 3-0. I had him 2-1, uh, originally 2-1. But mm-hmm. Saga got him 3-0. Saga came with more aggression. Yeah. Saga came with more punchlines. Saga came with more angles. And Saga was more enjoyable this battle. So, yeah, I definitely gave it to Saga. I was impressed. I lost hope, but my hope is found again. <laughs> <laughs> At 
not at the cross, but at Saga. So, hopefully, you know, Saga came in and he killed. Like, I was impressed because I thought Saga was going to take that L again. I'm going to keep it funky. So, what, what do you think? Word. Yo, um, I got this drink on 3-0 for Saga as well. Um, I didn't really have an expectation before I watched this battle. Um, I kind of just was like, all right, let me watch this joint and see what's up. Because I knew he was prepping for the Shug joint. And I knew Prep was uh, also prepping up, no pun intended, for uh, John John to die. So I really didn't have an expectation of this battle for either one of them. I thought it was kind of just going to be, you know, a little throwaway type joint. Um, but they came with it. Them dudes was writing for real, and they wrote for each other, which I thought was real dope. They took the time, obviously prepping for this bigger show. They took the time to actually write bars for one another. Um, so yeah, um, I definitely think that Saga improved with his, um, I guess you would call it stage presence, even though they weren't on stage with this battle. It was kind of a crowd thing, but his stage presence, just his. His posture, the posture he had with uh, when delivering his bars, I think was definitely improved from the T-Top battle. I think T-Top kind of took him out of his element. Um, in the other battles that I've watched, it didn't look like... Uh, I, like, Saga kind of was... Uh, he had the aggression on his side. Like, he kind of had, like... Like, a little bit of a chip on his shoulder. Like, I know they already going to sleep on me, so I'm going to come with it. I think with T-Top, I think T was ready for him. I think T knew what he was capable of, so T came at his neck early. And I think that kind of, you know, like it's like if you got in a fight and somebody punched you in the face, like you stumbled back a little bit, like, hold up, I wasn't ready for that joint. But by then it was kind of too late. T-Top was all over him. Um, but, yeah, so I didn't really have an expectation for this battle. I thought it was going to be some throwaways, just, you know, some promo a promotional event, really. That's what right. I thought this was. And then when I watched it, I was like, nah, Saga killing. And this definitely made me expect him to really 3-0 Shug. Yeah, like, up. Yeah. I, I don't expect anything less than a 3-0 now. 3-0? Yes, 3-0. Wash. Yo, you think uh, Shug going to tap his pockets? Wash, dry, and fold. I don't know. <laughs> Wash, dry, and fold. 3-0. and um, I, mean, I, I never liked Shug, but he from Jersey. We from Jersey, so I try to rep the home team. I always try to rep Jersey rappers. Serve, you know, O Red, Ars. Um, you know, I'm not trying to rep the Jersey rappers, but Suge. I thought New Jerusalem was your home, though, dog. Yeah, Suge ain't really that great. So I'm going. I'm saying Saga two one. It might be three zero. I think Suge is going to take that. Because if you seen the End Studio series, Suge was saying you were Suge by three people, like, and Suge was talking junk. But and yeah. Saga was like, you know, him and Saga like Suge. What do you think Saga shrimps are? That was just um, Smack was asking that. He ain't um, got none. Like, ain't got no shrimps. <laughs> I ain't seen none of them. Ain't got no shrimps. I was done. But um, yeah, I think Saga two one, if not three zero. Um, Sugar Sugar's gonna come with a bunch of this is white man's religion, yada yada, trying to tap his pockets and you know. But Saga's gonna really come with the bars, and Saga really gonna Saga. This Saga's gonna make a name for himself if he hasn't already at this battle with Sugar. So definitely, it's be crazy. yo. Real quick though, because I know I know most of the people that's gonna listen to this done seen this story about Creflo and this jet. I uh, know so I know sure gonna have a bar about a sixty five million dollar jet. Bro, so I, I hope. Pastor on GoFundMe trying to get a jet. Yep. We need a jet. With that note, uh, the name of this episode is Go Fund This Podcast. So if you want to <laughs> do that, you know, just holler at me. I I direct you to to where to where to fund this. Uh, Go fund this podcast. We <laughs> <laughs> Two tones, we here. 
yeah, two tones, you know, it's, it's all good. So, um, yeah, it's all it's all jokes and love, and ain't, ain't no, uh, we love you, Creflo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let me, and it's nothing, <laughs> nothing is said or done maliciously. You know, people need to understand that. When we talk about music on the show, when we talk about battles on the show, it's all about the art. It's never attacking your personal character. We don't do things out of spite. We're talking about the art. We may throw jokes in every now and then, but a lot of you rappers, especially Christian rappers, like to get sensitive. It's not about you personally. It's about the art. And it's about, you know, the music. And it's about, you know, the culture. So let's get it in, man. All right? Word. All right. So let's get into this battle with Saga and Prep. Um, yo, what's the, uh, I guess, give me the first bar that uh, kind of caught your attention in this battle. The first bar, I think it was the first line he said. I don't know if it was the first or second round. He was like, at 955, he was like. Saga's first line? Yeah, Saga's first okay. line. Okay. Prep got some bars too, but Saga. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he said, speaking of grammar. Your last PG almost got you shot in the face. Run on sentence. You had a hard time putting dot in his place. I was like, God. Yeah. That's, that's a 95. That, that yeah, was hard. That's nice. That's a nice that bar. Yeah. Yo, the first bar that actually kind of got me, because I, you know, like I told you, I thought this was just going to be a throwaway. So I'm thinking it's just going to be generic bars, nothing real yeah. personal, nothing, nothing written for each other. And right. uh, a little bit before that, because prep went first. Prep had a bar. He said, "Thought you had the passion of Christ, but couldn't hang with T." Yeah, that and was. I, that was, I thought that, that was, was kind of hard. Like I knew he would. I knew if he, if he was going to say something personal, it would be about that T top battle. So right. I thought that was a smart, uh, smart jab for him to take. It was a pretty, pretty well placed jab too. Um, but yeah, the that first, the first bar uh, of sagas that caught my attention was the prep school scheme. All right, so the prep school scheme. So he said, you know, he's talking about you got a call after the T-Top battle. And they was like, yo, who you battling next? And he's like, prep. And they like, who? And he's like, nah, I'm like, prep's cool. But if he slack on me, I'm going to teach him a lesson. But he ain't catch it. If you catch it, if you're looking at the words, prep's cool. But if he slack on me, I'm going to teach him a lesson. He's playing off of prep school. That was a hard drink. And the crowd showed it. The crowd showed that drink, that, that that was hard. But yo, prep. Prep also had a hard line. You heard the line? He was like. My guys pull Maddox semis and Ruger's drawn. His guys should be Matthew. His guys pull should be Matthew. Mar- yeah, Luke yeah, yeah, that was hard. That hard. was hard. I give him that one. That was a hard bar. It was, it was actually like it was a dope battle. Both sides. Yeah. It was like people call it the classic already. You know. Yeah. It, definitely. Um, Yo. But you know what the shot the shot of the battle was, right? Which one? Uh, let me I think it. Which one? I think it was. Uh, I, I want to say it was the first round, and um. You know, prep is dressed very preppy. Yeah, so, that's, that's, that's uh, so Saga said, wait, you dress like Mr. Rogers, but for the green, you got the Glock on the waist. Uh-huh. See, that's fake money. That's false prophecy. We don't believe you murder. You got the same problem as Mace. Yeah, Everybody yeah. lost it. And I used to, yeah, I was a Mace fan. I grew up a Mace fan. Yeah, but that was, like, uh, but what, yo, that was accurate. That was accurate. I was home watching with a ginger ale in my hand and some popcorn. <laughs> when, that, when that line came on, you had that Canada Dry, didn't you? I just like, you had that Canada Dry, didn't you? That's already, yo, shout out Canada Dry and these monsters. Like, <laughs> that's all I drink. You know what I mean? Canada Dry. Definitely. But, um, but yeah, um, he also had, also had another dope line, 26, 28. Uh-huh. He was like, stay focused because all that gat rapping and Snapchatting. We only got one time to see the clip. Word. Like, yeah, that, that was hard. That so, was nice. Yo, I forgot. It was a whole scheme he had, but this joint, I just was like, yo, this dude is way out there. He did a Fresh Prince scheme. 
And he said, the, he, he ended the joint. He made references to, he said, dude, uh, dressed like Carlton. No, he said, yeah. he dressed like Jeffrey. He was going to have his arms swinging like Carlton. Um, he said he died like Uncle Phil when he had chest pains. Yeah. And then he ended it. He said, your third round versus Doc was the last time we seen you black. Aunt Viv before Nikki was born. If you have not seen Fresh Prince, just go watch Fresh Prince and, and redeem your childhood. Redeem your teenage years or your childhood, however old you were when Fresh Prince was on. And it's on continuously. Go redeem your time and watch Fresh Prince. Fresh Prince. But man, I, there were two Aunt Vivs in the show. The first Aunt Viv was dark skinned. The second Aunt Viv was light skinned, and it all happened when baby Nikki was born. So yeah, I like we noticed it. I'm like, bro. <laughs> nah, they did. No, they did. Remember when Jazz made the joke? He was like, okay, "Don't she yeah, look yeah, different?" Yeah, I'm like, but then, I mean, it's whatever. I mean, so <laughs> yeah, a, a couple of dope lines. There's another last line I want to say. Right. You know, it's hilarious. Some dude in the crowd was like, "I'm going to church when Saga was killing." <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to church, but um, it was one line. He was like. So I'm focused, got my mom right. Won't be sw- swindled by the limelight. Covered in this blood, but came to kill everybody in my class. I'm carrying like, prom night. night. Yes, bro. That joint had me. I was geeked no. when I heard that joint. Well, he's he like, I'm covered in the blood, but I'm killing everybody in my class. I'm carrying on prom night. He just, yo. He I want to give him shots out to the saga for that. The uh, the execution and delivery on that bar was flawless, yeah, bro. Delivery, aggression, execution is much better. Like he's. Like he's got it. He, like, he, gonna be a problem. like he like, really knew how to time releasing each portion of that bar. That delivery, his delivery is yeah, like, yeah, and that raised all smack when I'm abused, child. Word, word. U T H. I learned from Doc. That's the only way to reach the youth. Like word. Yo, Saga. So end of the day, it was a dope battle. Um, Saga three of them clearly. It was a classic battle. Prep had some dope lines. Yeah. Saga dope lines. My prep. Yeah. And, and I seen a couple uh, comments on the YouTube page that was like, how can it be a classic if you got 3-0? It was a classic because it wasn't a 3-0 like, he just totally like over-wrapped this dude and this dude didn't have no bars. It just, it just was whatever prep came with, Saga had something that was harder. Much better, yeah. And it's, just and it's not that his stuff wasn't good, it just was a bad day for him. Just like we talked about with T Top on the uh, UFF battles, right? It right. was just, it was just going to happen. It didn't it matter who was there. Up. It didn't matter who Saga was facing that day. I think he would have, he would have did the same thing. Yeah, so, so, no. If you gonna kill Shug, uh, we gonna talk about it. <laughs> yeah, so, what? Shout out to Shug on Jersey. We in the building, you already know. But I'm sorry, Shug. Like skill is skill. Like, come on, my G. <laughs> Let's keep it funky. Let's, come on, man. All right. So, yep. We about to switch gears a little bit. Um. We're about to talk about a brother who we both fans of. Um, Let's get it. This be that homie, Spazzy Rocket, from the Straight Terrible Crew. Yeah, I know. So, um, if you follow Spazzy Rocket, if you don't, you should follow him. Uh, S-P-Z-R-K-T. That's his, uh, That's how you spell Spazzy Rocket. For uh, If you want to go on iTunes and copy his project. Or you want to go look at his SoundCloud. S-P-Z-R-K-T. Um, you get your life. Get your life and do it. Please. Yeah, get your life. All of it. Work. Um, but yo, his work, alright, so first I'm gonna backtrack a little bit, cause I got, I got put on the Spazzy Rocket with the, um... Was it a dream? I mean, Lucid Dreams, or was it the loner? It was Lucid Dream. I got put on with Lucid Dream. 
So I heard a couple of tracks. I think it was two tracks on there that Sango did, right? Uh, Sango did the motive. Universe. He did universe. He did universe and the motive. Yup. All right. So, um, the motive was was a flip of Drake's. Uh, I mean the motion. My bad. The motion. The yeah, motion. It was a. Um, I was, yeah. Sorry, I'm jumping ahead in time, but you'll see that in a minute. So, uh, the motion was a flip of Drake's song, the motion from his SoundCloud, and right. Sango added some drums to the joint and uh, remixed it a little bit. And I was like, yo, like, these drums is hard. Hard. Hard, man. Um, and I just really, I really dig the chemistry that them two have together. So, um, uh, they came out, when did JMK come out? Like, two months ago? Yeah, that came out, like, not, not even, I don't know. It was, like, two or three months ago, something like that. It was on. Maybe late December. Yeah, right. right. Late, so, late there was this track, JMK, it was on SoundCloud, but it wasn't available for download. And yeah. We see that it was included on this project called Hours yeah. Spent Loving You. Um, go check that joint uh, out. It's Spazzy Rocket and Sango. Um, these beats are ridiculous. Sango's worked with um, with Tina Shea, right? Yeah, Tanache, yeah. Yeah, Tanache. My bad, Tanache. Uh, hey. <laughs> Look, man. Look, bro. I don't know all these artists' names. All right? I'm going to just be honest. He's Verse, it's always gonna have bars. Yeah, it's it's not gonna happen. Spazzy makes great music, you know, and um this EP is a testament of that. You know, him and Sango is like they're like Missy and Timbo, should I say Lee and Timbo, or Dre and Snoop or uh Rich Harris and Amory who, who just dropped a single What about Usher and J D, bruh? <laughs> Confessions out, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like, they yeah, they're like <laughs> Usher and J D too. So they have that like um YG and Mustard, no, too far. <laughs> yeah, nah, talk, they got the chemistry, and what? like I love the work um, Cardiac did with him on Bonfire. I think Cardiac produced the whole album, and they had dope chemistry also. But him and Sango got that; they got that feeling, you know. They give them to you. So the album is dope. The EP should I say? Um, track one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Everything is replay value. It's um, it's, it's, it's incredible, man. So word. So let's get in my car let's, now. Let's uh, let's get into this project. Let's get at it. Alright, so the first track is The Motive and Used to the Melody. So, uh, is it? Would you consider this a two-part track? I mean, I guess technically yes, but I just, I just look at it as one. I don't call, I just call it The Motive. That's <laughs> The Motive. Alright, um, so what do you think about it? I think it's dope. You know, this is one of the, one of the tracks I constantly repeat. Um, and mm-hmm. let me say this about Spice, his pen game is crazy. Like, when it comes to songwriting, this dude is very gifted. Like, I'm not saying it's trying to ride somebody or not. This dude is just dope. I'm giving credit where credit is due. When it comes to songwriting, like, he knows what it is. So, and I love how he, uh, 
his delivery when it comes to singing. Mm-hmm. You know, his delivery, how he sings certain things and how he records certain things. And, you know, and sang though, killed the beat, as, you know, as usual. And I love what he did at the end with the phone ringing. Mm-hmm. You know, towards the end. You know, Yo, that shot was ridiculous. That, that's man. what I'm saying. So, yeah. And just to make you smile, that's the motive. And I can relate my jig. I'm trying to make him out of any G smile. That's, that's the motive. Like, <laughs> that's the motive. But yeah, that's you want to school them in right now, or you want to keep that going? No, 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 you good. So track one. Track one. <laughs> All right, track one, the motive, yo. Um, I, I think it's a very strong start to the EP. I really dig that joint. Like, it's definitely, definitely um, something I like riding in the whip too. Exactly right. The, the um the bass on this joint ridiculous. It plays. It sounds best in the car. Yeah, it definitely sounds best in the car. Yeah. I definitely prefer that. It's either that or my um my over the ear headphones. Um, earbuds ain't gonna cut it with this. Nah, one. nah, nah. If you if you don't have some regular some Sony's or some some Beats, no, audio, or no. audio Technicas. Audio Technicas. No. Audio Technicas. Those are the headphones you should have. Beats by Dre. <laughs> uh, they're not. I, I'm not gonna say the garbage. We trying to get this sponsorship money. What you doing? That's what I'm saying. I'm not going to say they're garbage, but they're not ideal for listening to music, even making music. Audio Technicas, or even some Sony headphones. Yeah, Audio I got some Technicas. Sony joints. You need those in life, but go ahead, I'm sorry. Yeah, I got some Sony joints, and I got some AKGs. I actually need to test them in my AKGs, I forgot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. All right, so let's move on to Hipster Girl. What you thinking? Uh, this record's cool. I mean, it's probably my least favorite record on that um, EP. I hear um, you. It's, it's cool, you know? Uh-huh. It's cool. That's all I say. That is. Yeah, I'm. I'm in that same boat. It's cool. Yeah, um, I mean, I don't like, play as much. It, like if I, if the album's playing, I ain't gonna be like, oh god, turn this off. Let me skip. Exactly. But like, it's not a couple of these other tracks where I'm like, yo, I want to hear that yeah, right yeah. now. Um, but it's a, it's a decent track. Yeah. All right. Soon enough. This is my favorite record. Yeah, yeah I was singing this earlier. Like this, this is, is why, and this is why the one in front of it, you like, is cool because. It's in comparison to this. Yeah, nah, not even that. Like the, you know, song board or whatever. It's just, it's just dope. Like this, if you ask me, like all that, you know, I ain't really saying. Excuse my plight. If you ask it. me, fire. I've been waiting my whole <laughs> life. You know, you trying to try out old Jodeci pipes too. Um, ah, you got jokes. Nah, but real talk. <laughs> like I love this record. This is the best. See, this is the thing about Spazzy. I'm sorry, going off of, um, chan- tangents, uh, but he's not appreciated as much. Within the CHH genre, but he's not a part of CHH. We've seen his open letter. Yeah. You know, he should have did over the Jay Z open letter joint. You know, <laughs> <laughs> no, he should have read the letter over Jay Z instrumental open letter. That would have been hard. But um, yeah. Like, I don't think he's appreciated as much, and I don't knock him for the move he's made. I think it's a board. I think it's possible. Obviously, it's possible. I think it's necessary. Should nah, I say? my bad. Um, Yo, let me cut you off. He should have read that over PSA. Come on. I'll catch y'all next week. Two tones, we up. Nah, but, but seriously, though, yeah, he, this is my favorite record. Like, Spazzy makes good melodies to sing to, easy melodies to stay in your head. Them things, it's like Drake. He reminds me of Drake sometimes when it comes to melodies. Because he'll make these simple, dope, but yet simple melodies that stick in your head all day. So, yeah, this is my favorite record. Um, the beat is crazy, what single did, the vibes, and this is hard. This is the best record you can Fight me if you don't think so. <laughs> Yeah, um, I'm gonna fight you then. Uh, but yeah, soon enough is um, yeah the the bass drop on that joint oh when it God. when 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 that beat drop, dog. 
Like, I, I gotta find a vine to go with this joint because I know, I know, bro, I know it's one of them out here that's like that fits perfectly to how I feel. All right, um, loneliest times. Um, let me start. Let me start with this. If you are single or lonely, skip this song. You will hit your ex up. You will. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you. I was on Instagram earlier listening to this. I was on Instagram. You'll hit your ex up, or you'll be DMing her on Instagram. Like, like Tony. You don't want. (laughs) Nah, nah, chill. Hypothetically speaking, I'm just being hypothetical. Come on. But nah, but honestly, like this joint. I mean, it's real. It's real. Like everybody's had that. That thought, like, I've been wondering if you've been thinking about me. That's this record. Bruh, I, got, I wanted, like, three followers thinking about me. <laughs> three followers who I've been wondering about. <laughs> Give me up at Tony Lee, T-O-N-Y-L-E-E underscore. But, um, if you've been thinking yeah. about Tony Lee, you can hit him up and let him know. He'd appreciate <laughs> it. <laughs> but, yo, no, this record is seriously crazy. I love the piano, that single. Oh, my gosh, the piano yeah. pair is crazy. Um, this is one of my favorite beats by single, actually, also. Sure. Um, and the line that got me, he was like, you sent me a picture of a ring and I was so afraid. You know, I ain't gonna lie. The girl sent me a picture of a ring, I'm gonna be afraid too. <laughs> Especially if I know one trying to take it there. She sent me a picture of a ring, I'm like, who that for? You know, okay. When you found that on Instagram, I'm like, you know, so, like, and I, once again, but once again, bro, all jokes out, once again, the songwriting, what makes you so short? What about the expectations? Like, yo, if we were still in the 90s, this would be playing on my Instagram machine. Nah, man. I, that line wasn't on Winter Toes? No, no, no. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yes, I'm on the wrong song. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah that's one ahead. See, see, I'm going ahead. But yeah, but besides the little lines I was saying, I'm sorry, that's Winter Toes. But yeah, it's definitely the record. Um, mm-hmm. and that, that was on the wrong record. Piano. But, all right, this is Winter Toes now. I'm going to go back to that. I'm going to get my... So, but yeah, I'm, I'm talking about Winter Toes. It's our podcast. That's what we do. <laughs> so, Winter Toes, like I said, it's crazy. Um... If this was the 90s, this would be playing on my answer saying before I talk. You know, it'd be playing. And I'm like, like, yeah, you reach Tony Lee. You know, this is the perfect record. <laughs> this is the perfect record to play your answer machine if you were born in the 80s and you grew up in the 90s or the 70s or whatever. Like, this is the perfect record to play. Yeah, you reach Tony Lee. So, this is the, um, back to the record we were initially talking about. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's the also, it reminds me of Trading Places with Usher, though. Yeah. Okay. You know, when you started, that dun, 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 uh-huh. it reminds me. Um, yeah, so, yeah, it was very good. Both records, four or five dope records, man. I love them. These are, like, two of my favorites behind us soon enough, so. Bet. Winter Toes is, uh, is real, man. <laughs> Winter, Winter Toes is crazy, man. All right, I'm going to jump ahead to How Do You Love Me. Now, I'll say this. Um, if you go to the, uh, the Soul Election SoundCloud where this, uh, is housed, it, I'm pretty All sure. Set. Huh? All types of good music there. Yeah. But they have a um, a description of the project. And it says that uh, this project is a summation of how relationships are viewed both, both earthly and heavenly. I think this is the first song that really explores the heavenly side of that equation. Would you agree? I would agree, yeah. I would agree. Yeah, because he's got some... Uh, the lyrics on this joint is just talking about, like, how do you love me? He's talking about... Like, I'm a mess. I'm doing these things that I know you don't dig, but you still love me. How do you do that? In spite of, right? Yeah, so. in spite of me 
be in this this mess. How do you love me? Uh, so this joint, this joint, I, I really was digging this joint. And and it's part, it's a part of this record that gets used in the next record. And I was like, oh, that's where that came from. So yeah, a lot of people said that. A lot of people was like, yo, that's. I, I remember um, someone on Twitter was like, oh, so that how do you love me part? I knew it was something else with that. It wasn't just a little, you yeah. know, piece in a song. I knew it was something bigger than that. So yeah, it's a dope record. It's a dope record. Yeah, how do you love me? It's a dope record. Alright, and so we're on to the, the closer, the bonus track on this joint. It is JMK, the record we were talking about from uh, about what, two months ago that we talked about yeah. when, we started, when we started talking about this project. Um, Dog. Yeah. The, the original record. The, yes, bruh, the beat on this joint is stupid. I'm trying to figure out what choir he sampled. I know that's a choir. I don't know if it's a Mississippi Mass or. <laughs> I don't <laughs> know, bro. I don't bruh. know. Yeah, it's in a car. You heard it in the car yet? Yeah, definitely. Bro, it's slack. Yo, like and like, I, I really, yo, I really dig, I think it's like the last minute of the record, and it takes that like, that deep chord progression. Yeah. You know yeah. what I'm talking about, right? Yeah. It's, it goes, it, eh, I don't even know how to describe it. Like, you feel something, you feel something, you spirit. I'm just, the ghost. You churchy, dog. <laughs> I'm, I'm bugging now. Nah, but I, I I get chills though, dog. Like when that when I hear that like that low register chord, that yeah. shit gives me chills, dog. How you feel about yeah, JMK? I think this project, this project, I think this um single is dope. Um, I originally liked it when it first came out. I was one of the ones like, yo, it's not available to download. You know, me and my boy texting each other, yo, you can download this. You know, so we all was that was me, dog. Yeah, I was. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. The song order, song order is very key when creating things. Um, but I like that. I like the beat. Single killed the beat. Um, I like Spazzy on it, and it, it bugs me that people in CHH, even though he's not a part of CHH, used to be whatever, they would still cry out, "Oh, he, he lost his faith. He's like making songs about Jesus." And this song is very blatant, like blatantly about Christ and about you know his love for Jesus. And there's over like a hundred something thousand plays, and they still cry out, "Oh, you make songs about God." Like Middle of Fans is his biggest song. If I'm, if I'm not mistaken, that's his biggest song. Um, middle of things, you know the song, right? Right mm-hmm. there in the middle of things. Yeah. That's his biggest song. And um, I, I think it's about Jesus. That's what he said. But like, he makes these songs about his faith and everything, and people still cry out, what are you doing? There's no songs about Jesus. You just talking about a girl you'll never get. I'm like, dude. <laughs> like, no, but I've heard people you know, make these statements. I'm like, are oh. you listening? Like, are you really listening? So, do, you just so, listen, do you listen to music, or do you just skim through it? Come on, man. Shout out to Jay. <laughs> G. Lewis, if you're listening. Um, yeah, shout out sorry. to you, too. <laughs> shout out to you, too. Um, Truth Beyond Hip Hop 12. I think we on that one right now. Truth Beyond Hip Hop 12. Yo, them Truth Beyond Hip Hop's come out like mixtapes, bro. Bro, he just dropped them. He got more Truth Beyond Hip Hop's than Wayne got dedications. Play the music backwards. I'm like, bro, chill. Like, I ain't gonna lie. His first two DVDs scared me, so I stopped listening to the music. Uh, I was scared we'll sleep at night and a lot of, lots of other things, but God delivered me and saved me and changed me. Um, I got blocked on Twitter by him, too, for making jokes. <laughs> Yo, like, who, who's a clown? So. Who's blocked you so far? <laughs> bro, G. Craig Lewis, this other girl. Let's not block by a couple of people, just clowning, though. But I, I, I never do things maliciously. Like, it's never spiteful. Lecrae ain't blocked you yet? <laughs> he said what? Lecrae ain't blocked you yet? 
Now, Cray, I'm trying to be Cray Rody, bro. There ain't no slander for Cray on the show at all. Like, all right, hashtag hire Tony for your Rody, Cray. Bro, I've been trying for two years. Shout out to Killers and uh, Josh and everybody trying to help me help me in this bandwagon, but it ain't working, obviously. Um, Cray don't care about me. You know, Anomaly was cool. We don't talk about this uh, podcast, though. So, um, yeah, man. So, overall, um, like I said, all of his projects have an incredible amount of replay value. Um, Spazzy's a dope artist. I can't wait to see what he does in the future. Um, I believe he said he's gonna, he's not going to make an album until 2016 or 17, and he's going to do uh, four EPs, London, Tokyo, Tokyo, Paris, and L.A. Yo, so, this is the so other yeah. thing. I wish that this record was on, was with this EP. I mean, it's available. Um, it's the, uh, what's the, dang, how I'm forgetting the name, Share the World, but the remix that Sango did with the other dude. Oh, yeah, 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 that was dope. But I like the original better, I don't know why. Word? I like the original better, yeah, Bonfire I like the remix better, I'm sorry. Nah, we gotta get off this podcast, man, because Bonfire is hard, bro, like. Alright, so we got Fight Over 2 records, okay. Bro, Bonfire, even Bonfire was hard, we can go back and talk about that a little bit, but that was right now, lit, yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. He's playing at Starbucks now, I think. Two of his songs are playing at yeah. Starbucks. Share the World is one of them, right? I believe so. And I guarantee which one is not. It's not the remix. I guarantee it's not the remix. See, look at it. The Gun. remix so, too yeah. hard for Starbucks, bruh. But yeah, that, that's dope. Spazzy making moves, man. Shout out to Spazzy Rock and Straight Table. Everybody over there. Definitely. Yo, so what I want to do is since this, since this uh, EP has seven songs, we're going to rate it out of how many songs it has. So if a, if a record got ten songs... Then you rate it somewhere from one to ten out of ten. If it has twelve, somewhere from one to twelve out of twelve. You catch my drift? Okay. All right. So from one to seven, what you give this? Seven being the best, six being—I mean, one being the lowest, seven being the best. Uh, this EP specifically, right? Yes, okay. just this um, EP. For being an EP, I would say a six because it's not long enough, but it's an EP. So I mean, okay. Um. I'll say a six, though. I'll give it a six. Because it's not long enough. I mean, I want some more. Like, it's an EP, I get it. But, okay. uh, it's, it's hard. Like, I would love, I would love to hear more um, happy, happy records, too. But it's called Hours Been Loving You. Not that they purposely took this direction for a reason. True. So, uh, they took that, you know, curve. The emo, I've been curved. This, this is your curve rehab. Let me put that out there. This is the curve rehab album. If, if you've been curved, this is the rehab album for you. Listen, Spazzy and Alex Isley, those are two artists. Their music is like curve rehabilitation. If you've ever been curved, if you're experiencing a curve, I'm doing that for Have you been curved? Have you experienced a curve? Have you been curving people? Well, this is the music for you. <laughs> Spazzy and Alex Isley, those two make per- perfect curve rehabilitation music. Spazzy, throw them on. You've been curved? Throw some Spazzy on. So, yeah, but I- I'm sorry. I'll give it a six. All right, bet. I'll give it, um, I'll give it a five and a half, six. I'm somewhere in there. Um, again, huh? Why not a seven? It's not long enough. I want more records, but that's just me being selfish. Um, yeah, that's just me being selfish. I just want a longer project. But and I definitely I would love for them to do a full length like retail project together. So Sango Spazzy, please do that. Do that for you. Do that for your boy. Your boy Tony, the lesser Tony. But it's just on the lead talking. Do 